My friend, I'm so glad you've joined me today. My name is Rick Renner, and it really means a lot to me that you've let me come into your space. And this week, I really want to help you know how to get well. If you've been dealing with sickness, it is not the will of God for you to be sick. We saw in yesterday's program that healing really is in the atonement. I wish I had known that when I was a younger man. But I really thought because I had been taught that when Jesus died on the cross, he just dealt with our spiritual condition. But when you understand all the words that Isaiah uses in Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 5, and the words which Peter uses in 1 Peter chapter 2, 24, the Bible tells us emphatically that when Jesus died upon the cross, he absorbed so much in himself, including the penalty for our sins. Jesus took the chastisement for our peace, which means Jesus dealt with our mental condition. He dealt with our iniquities, a word which has to do with shame. If you're dealing with any level of shame in your life, you do not have to be hounded by shame. Jesus took your shame upon himself. And Isaiah also said, by his stripes, we are healed. That word healed in Isaiah 53, 5, is the word Rapha. It is the word for physical healing. And when Peter quotes that verse, in 1 Peter 2, 24, the word healed is the word Eomai, which also refers to physical healing. It cannot even be misconstrued to mean spiritual healing. And that's what I thought. I thought all of that was spiritual healing. But really, there's no such thing as spiritual healing. Before you came to Christ, you couldn't be healed. You were dead. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, you were being dead in trespasses and sins. You can't heal a dead person. A dead person has to be resurrected. And that's what happened when you got saved. You weren't healed. You were resurrected. But in the work of the cross, in the atonement, Jesus dealt with our sin. Jesus dealt with our mental pain, our mental illnesses. Jesus dealt with our shame. Jesus dealt with physical illnesses and physical sicknesses. Jesus took the penalty for all of it. And when you look at what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, it says Jesus was smitten. He was afflicted by God and God wasn't really striking his son. God was striking sickness. He was striking disease. He was striking shame. God was dealing with sin, which was upon Jesus. And according to Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, the Bible says he bare all of it in himself. That word bare, the Greek word anapharo, the very word used to picture a priest who offered a sacrifice upon an altar. And when Jesus was on the cross, according to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12, in that moment, he became lamb and great high priest. The great high priest also became the Lamb of God. He entered into the holy place, the cross, once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption for us, for me, for you, for every child of God. And in that redemption is forgiveness of sins, freedom from mental anguish and mental sickness, freedom from shame, and freedom from physical sickness. All of that is in the work of the cross. So why do people get sick? Well, that's what I'm teaching this week. If you're a Christian and you're sick, why are you sick? Why do Christians get sick and how can they get well again? And I want you to order the whole series, which is called Why Christians Get Sick and How to Become Healthy Again. It is not the will of God for you to be sick. 
and you can be healthy again. And this comes with a wonderful study guide. And right now we're offering you two marvelous books. The first book really set me free years ago called Bodily Healing and the atonement. This is when I really understood that Jesus took our physical sicknesses in his body on the cross. This book is so life-changing. And we're also offering you a book by my friend Bob Yandian, which is called The Grace of Healing. This book was so impacting to me that I wrote the foreword for it. I laughed out loud when I read this book because it was so liberating about God wanting to heal us and we can take it by grace. Anyway, we're offering both of these. I want you to order them and all of these things by going online or by giving us a call right now. And please remember that when you reach out to us, we want to know how to pray for you. We really are people of prayer. And if you'll let us know how to pray, we'll get real specific in our praying for you. We're praying for you anyway. But when you let us know how to pray, we do a better job of praying. So give us a call right now or send us your email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to release our faith for God to move mightily in your life, and He really will. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Reach for your Bible and open your Bible to Isaiah chapter 53. We're going to review very briefly what we covered yesterday. But as you turn there, I want to mention another book, which is called Paid in Full, an in-depth look at the defining moments of Christ's passion. And in this amazing book, wow, I cover everything that Jesus absorbed in himself on the cross. He took it upon him so it doesn't have to come upon us. We need to understand what Jesus purchased for us. And if you don't have a copy of this book, please order yours today. And we saw yesterday that when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just take our physical sicknesses and physical infirmities. He also took our mental pain and our mental illnesses. And that's why I taught a series called Healing the Mind and Emotions of the Oppressed. It's God's will for anyone that is mentally ill or mentally tormented to be healed. This is a liberating series. And there's another series that you ought to get while you're there, which is called, Do You Want to Be Healed? Principles to help you receive your healing or minister healing to others. But hey, go to Isaiah chapter 53, and let's begin again in verse 4. It says, surely. We saw yesterday that that word surely means indeed, emphatically, verily, categorically, without a shadow of a doubt. He has borne our griefs. That word griefs is the Hebrew word for illnesses and sicknesses of all kind. He has carried our sorrows. The word carried means to carry a great load. So whatever these sorrows were, it was a great load for him to carry. And the word sorrows here even carries the idea of mental anguish or mental illnesses. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. And we saw yesterday the word smitten means to strike an enemy in order to destroy him or to deal a death wound to him. And God was not really striking Jesus. Jesus had taken sin upon himself. He had taken torture upon himself, torment, mental anguish. He had taken sin upon himself, all these works of the devil. And when Jesus was on the cross, God laid his hand upon all those vile works of the enemy. God was intent to destroy the work of the enemy. And then Isaiah elaborates in verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. 
The word wounded means to pierce. Here it pictures the piercing of his hands, his feet, and his side for our transgressions, which is a sin issue. He was bruised for our iniquities. The word iniquities has to do with our revolt against God, and it also includes the idea of shame. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The word peace here, the word shalom, which means God's intention was through the cross to give shalom to us, wholeness, completeness in every area of our life, including health. And then Isaiah says, and with his stripes, we are healed. And the word healed is the Hebrew word rapha, which emphatically describes physical healing. It is a part of God's name, Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. That is not about spiritual healing, my friend. That is about physical healing. And there are some people who think all of these things are just about spiritual healing. But both the Hebrew words in the Old Testament and the Greek words used in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, emphatically tell us this also includes the healing of the mind and the healing of the body. This is a real promise of healing that belongs to all of God's people. Jesus paid the price for you and me to be well. Well, if Jesus paid the price for us to be well, then why are we sick? You received forgiveness of sin. You know that you're forgiven. Why didn't you receive healing? Why are you not walking in healing? Or why do Christians get sick? And today, I'm going to tell you one reason why Christians get sick. And this is an issue I've had to personally deal with in my own life. It's not God's fault. Jesus did everything on the cross to liberate us from sickness and disease. But one reason Christians get sick is because they don't take time. Are you ready? To rest and to be refreshed. And when you don't take time to rest and to be refreshed, it can make you sick. And especially when I was a younger man, I never rested. I never took a break. I never took a vacation. In fact, the first 15 years that Denise and I were married, we did not take a single vacation. Not one weekend off for 15 years. And I can remember looking at people who took vacations and I would think, what is wrong with those people? Why are they always taking a break? Why are they always wanting a day off? What is wrong with those people? They don't have a good work ethic. Well, the truth is, I was the one that was out of balance. And once in Moscow, when we were really under a lot of stress, I got sick. I mean, I got really sick. I went to the doctor. The doctor gave me medication. It seemed that it did nothing to help me. And the truth is, I had just totally drained myself physically. I didn't have anything in me that could stand up against this attack of the enemy. I hadn't taken time off and eventually it wore me out and I got sick. Well, there is a principle which was established by God in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 1, the Sabbath rest. And I remember when I was younger, I just detested it when people would speak on this because I didn't want to rest and I didn't want to take time off. But it really is a scriptural principle. And in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and the host of them all, verse 2, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. When the Bible says he finished his work, it means he consummated it, he wrapped it up, he was done with all of it, and God was finished. He did what? He rested. 
Did God need to rest? No. But God was establishing a principle for me and for you. This word rest means to cease from all activity connected to work. This is one thing I didn't like about the idea of resting. I thought it meant you just had to sit and do nothing. But that's not what it means. It means to cease from activity connected to work. To desist from labor, it even means to celebrate, which means God wants you to have a day just to enjoy yourself and to have a good time. And it is precisely the Hebrew word for the Sabbath. And then in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 3, it says, and God blessed the seventh day. He blessed that day off and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God had created and made. And the word sanctified means he set it apart, he consecrated it, he dedicated it, he made it holy, he honored it. He said, this is a sacred day not to be treated like any other day. It is to be consecrated, it is to be dedicated, it is a special day that is to be celebrated. And on that day, God rested and he commands us to rest as well. And again, the word rest in Hebrew is the word Shabbat, the very word which is used today to describe the Sabbath. It means to cease from activity connected to work, to desist from labor, to celebrate. And again, it is precisely the Hebrew word used today for the Sabbath. God consecrated, he dedicated one day upon which he knew all human beings would need to take a break to desist from their labor, to stop everything connected to their work schedule and rest and refresh. And when you violate the law of the Sabbath, you eventually will pay a price. Here's what I learned. If you don't take time off, eventually you're going to take it off in another way and in a way that you will not enjoy. You'll have to take time off because you're sick and you'll need to recuperate. That's what I did when I was a young man. But when you come to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 9, we find the principle continues all the way into the New Testament. It says, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. And here we find a principle that is very important for me and for you. This word rest is the word for a Sabbath rest, a Sabbath rest. It means a blessed rest, which means God wants you to be blessed in your rest from your labors. It was the seventh day of the week, a sacred festival on which the Israelites were required to abstain from all work. It was to be a festive day. And it says, this is a rest to the people of God. Somebody might say, yeah, but this was just an Old Testament promise. Well, the word people here is a form of the Greek word laos. It, in, it includes Old Testament, New Testament, all people of God. It doesn't matter who you are. This is a pr principle that God intended for us to live by. A Sabbath day rest once a week when we cease from all work connected to our profession or our occupation, a celebrative day that we are to enjoy. Well, I know that there are moments when we're all so busy with what we're doing, we just don't know how we can take time off. And sometimes it seems like there's no let up from the constant everyday grind of what we're doing. And you can take that nonstop pressure for a while, but after a while, it really begins to wear on you and it begins to wear you out and drain you physically. And when you're drained physically, that's when you begin to get sick.
And if you were to interview most Christians and ask them how they treat themselves and what kind of balance they have in their life, most Christians live an imbalanced life. And that's one major reason why they get sick. And I understand this because I lived that way for years. And to be honest, this is still a little bit of a challenge for me because I just enjoy working every single day of my life. But we came to a moment in our own life many years ago when I was under such stress. We were in Moscow. The church was growing. We'd been kicked out of one location. Then we were kicked out of another location. And then they were about to kick us out of another location. And we were just looking all the time on the hunt for another place where we could move our growing church. And when the church was small, that was easy. But as the church got bigger and bigger and bigger, it was harder to find a place where we could meet. And I was under such stress. And when you're under stress, you don't think right. And Denise said to me during that time, Rick, you need to take time off. You need to get away. You need to let your mind clear and rest. And when you come back, you will think more clearly about what we need to do. And I remember saying to Denise, I am not that irresponsible that I would take time off. What do you mean take time off? We're in a serious situation. I don't have time to take a break. We have to deal with this. And Denise said, Rick, you need to take time off. Let God speak to you. Get God's perspective. And when you come back, you will see exactly what we need to do because your mind will be clear. And just about that time, I was reading my Bible and I came across 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7. And in this amazing verse, the Apostle Paul is writing to the Thessalonians and he says, to you who are troubled, rest with us. <laughs> to you who are troubled. Well, I was very troubled at that moment. He says, to you who are troubled, rest with us. Wow. Well, let me give you a little background to what was going on with the Thessalonians. They were really under an onslaught of persecution because the pagans in Thessalonica and the Jews in Thessalonica did not appreciate the emergence of the new church. And what the believers in Thessalonica experienced was some of the most horrific persecution during the period of the New Testament. Even the Apostle Paul felt such pressure there that he had to escape from Thessalonica and go to Berea to get away from the onslaught. But the church there was so heroic day after day, they just bared up under it, even though the onslaught was against them. And that's when Paul wrote to them and said, and to you who are troubled, rest with us. And the word troubled is the Greek word thalibo. The word thalibo describes friction. They were feeling friction in their life. It means to be put in a hard, narrow, and tight place. It is from the root of thalipsis. The word thalipsis describes great pressure, crushing pressure. It even means to suffocate, to bully, to pressure one to conform to something. It's a horribly tight, life-threatening squeeze. That's what they were experiencing in Thessalonica, and it was nonstop. It seemed it would never end. And Paul said to them, hey, to you that are troubled, to you that are under such pressure, it's time for you to rest with us. Well, that word rest troubled me. So I reached for my Greek lexicon to look it up to see what it really meant. And I was quite shocked because it is the Greek word anasis, which means to let up, to relax, to stop being stressed or to find relief. And it was used in the Greek world to denote, listen to this, the release of a bowstring that has been under great pressure. 
Used figuratively, it means relaxation from the stresses of life and freedom to have a little recreation. I couldn't even bear that thought. Relief from the constant stress a person has undergone or to let something go to shake it off or simply to relax. And Paul was urging the Thessalonians, in the midst of all you're dealing with, you need to find relief. You need to let it go. You need to shake it off and even find a little room for some recreation in your life. And in fact, the RIV of 1 Thessalonians 1, 7, 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 is. To you who are going through difficulties right now, it's time for you to let up, take a breather and relax. We know what it's like to be under constant pressure, but no one can stand under that kind of stress continually. So join us in learning how to loosen up a bit, shake off your troubles, and allow yourself a little relaxation and time for relaxation. I was stunned when I saw what that word rest really meant. And I said to Denise, you know what? Now I've got a Bible verse that tells me it's all right for me to take a day off. It's okay for me to shake it off one day a week, relax, do something that is recreational. And do you know what I found out? That brings health into your life. It brings peace into your life. That's why God said we need a Sabbath day of rest, a day of festivity, a day of celebration. My friend, we need it in our life. And for me, I had to repent for not taking time off. I had to learn every day how to begin by spending time in the restful presence of God as I prayed and read my Bible. And I had to make time for me to do something besides work every single day of my life to honor the principle of the Sabbath day rest. And one reason Christians get sick is simply because they don't take time off and take time to refresh themselves. But let me read to you again the RIV of 2 Thessalonians 1.7. To you who are going through difficulties right now, it's time for you to let up, take a breather and relax. We know what it's like to be under constant pressure, but no one can stay under that kind of stress continually. So join us in learning how to loosen up a bit, shake off your troubles and allow yourself a little relaxation and time for recreation. My friends, God wants you to refresh yourself you need a day to rest. And one reason Christians get sick is because they violate this principle. Don't let that be you. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. Why do Christians get sick since Jesus purchased their healing on the cross? Rick Renner says, Years ago, there was a period of time when I was sick over and over again. And I asked God, why am I getting sick when Jesus purchased my healing on the cross? The answer I heard from God changed my life and helped me get healthy again. In this five-part series, Why Christians Get Sick and How They Can Become Healthy Again, Rick shares the insights he learned from the Lord that helped him begin to walk in health. These powerful insights changed his life, and they will change yours too. In this series, Rick shows you the dangers of not recognizing healing is in the atonement, not taking time to rest, not dealing with bitterness and unforgiveness, not putting an end to worry, not taking good care of one's temple, 
By listening to this series and applying its truths, you can activate God's healing power in your life. And the series is available in digital or physical formats starting at just $10. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the books Bodily Healing and The Atonement by Dr. T.J. McCrossan for $10 and The Grace of Healing by Bob Yandian for $13. Rick says these two books are so powerful. If anyone wants to receive healing, they need to read these two books. Don't miss this special offer, the five-part series, Why Christians Get Sick and How They Can Become Healthy Again, and the books, Bodily Healing and the Atonement, and the Grace of Healing. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends and partners, this is Rick Renner. You can probably see my breath because it's minus nine here right now, but I'm standing in the new building for our Moscow TV studio. And I wanna say thank you to you for all of your sacrificial giving, for being a part of our giving team. Phase one enabled us to construct this building and it is completely paid for. The building itself, the windows, the doors, all the way to the roof, even the heating system. And in phase one, we were enabled to purchase our building in Tulsa and now we have secured it. But now in phase two, we need to finish the interior of this building. We can't move into it the way that it is today. But my friends, in a very short time, we're going to have cameras working in this building and from this location, we're going to be sending teaching that people can trust to the ends of the planet. And the focus of phase two is finishing this facility. And as I told you before, it's not about buildings. It's about having a building so that we can create programming that will change people's lives. And I'm asking you to please pray about being a part of the giving team to finish phase two, which is completing the interior of this building. And I promise you, we will be so careful with every penny and every dollar you give. We understand the value of money. And we're going to pray for God to magnificently and massively multiply your giving back to you again. Thank you so much. Please become a part of our giving team to finish phase two as we complete the interior of the Moscow TV studio. Right now I'm teaching this brand new series called Why Christians Get Sick and How to Become Healthy Again. It is not the will of God for any Christian to be sick. Healing is in the atonement. But today we've seen that when you don't take time off to rest and refresh yourself, you can deplete yourself. And when you deplete yourself, you physically come under attack. Don't do that honor the Sabbath day principle in the scripture. Find time to rest and refresh yourself. But you should order the whole series. It comes with a study guide. And right now we're offering you two marvelous books. One is called Healing 
and the atonement. Wow, this book was so revolutionary in my own life. And we're also offering you Bob Yandian's book, which is called The Grace of Healing. The reason it's called The Grace of Healing is because you just take it by grace. The subtitle says, Revealing God's Heart to Heal. I laughed out loud when I read this book because it gave me so much joy. God wants to heal you and me. Jesus even took all of our physical sicknesses and afflictions on the cross so we could walk free. But hey, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that your will is for us to be strong. And Lord, you instituted a Sabbath day rest so we could rest and so we could be replenished. Help us to obey your word. Forgive us for violating this important principle and help us to put it into practice in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. 